This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about a really important emergency that you have to be aware of, especially if you have a Great Dane, Standard Poodle, or any big, large breed dog. We're going to talk about something called gastric dilatation volvulus, or what we veterinarians often abbreviate as GDV. A lot of pet owners know this as bloat or stomach bloat, and it's a really important topic to know about because it can be a life-threatening emergency. We'll be right back after these messages, and then we'll continue with GDV or stomach bloat. Tired of wasting money on giant bags, boxes, and jugs of litter that don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter that lets you use less and get more. World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to deliver outstanding odor control and easy cleanup. It's lightweight, 99% dust-free, and pet, people, and planet-friendly. It's even flushable. Make the switch to World's Best Cat Litter and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us. I wanted to share a topic that I'm really passionate about educating owners on, and that's the importance of watching and knowing about GDV or stomach bloat. Now, this is a life-threatening emergency that requires surgery, and it's basically when the stomach becomes really distended, super full of gas, and actually twists. It becomes a life-threatening emergency because it can actually result in stomach rupture and life-threatening complications of heart arrhythmias or even a really severe inflammation in the abdomen. Now, certain breeds of dogs are much more predisposed to GDV. In fact, 50% of Great Danes in the United States are predisposed to actually having this happen. So if you have a Great Dane, you definitely want to make sure that you talk to your veterinarian about some preventative things you can do to prevent stomach bloat. Standard Poodles, Weimariners, German Shepherds, St. Bernards, Irish Setters, Gordon Setters, and even smaller dogs like Basset Hounds but have a really big, deep chest are predisposed. In fact, I've even seen this rarely in puppies. Now, there's a couple of risk factors that may predispose dogs to developing stomach bloat. If they have a high thoracic depth to width ratio, in other words, they have a really, really tall thorax where their stomach is more likely to swing back and forth. If they're an older dog, if they're a really lean dog, if they've had a relative or first degree relative that's had stomach bloat before, if they're a type of dog that likes to wolf down food, in other words, they're a really greedy eater, if they're a nervous temperament dog, if they eat dry food, 
or certain dietary factors. And these are all known published risk factors that can predispose a dog to stomach bloat. Now, there's been a lot of research in the area of stomach bloat, and some people think that sometimes feeding a meal in one large meal, feeding from a raised dog bowl, or even having something like a foreign body stuck in their stomach, like a golf ball that's been stuck in there for a while, can again, all predispose a dog towards stomach bloat. So what exactly happens when a dog's stomach twists and distends? Well, it's gonna result in a couple of signs that you have to be aware of. The biggest sign that I always warn dog owners about is non-productive retching. In other words, your dog is trying to vomit, but very little food is coming out. A little bit of water might come out, but that non-productive retching is a classic sign of stomach bloat. And that means you need to get to your vet or your emergency vet immediately, regardless of what time it is. Now, another clinical sign is severe agitation in your dog because it's really uncomfortable and painful. If your dog wakes you up in the middle of the night, something is wrong. If they seem really restless, they're panting a lot, they're really agitated, you put your hands on both sides of their chest and they feel like their heart is just pounding out of their chest. These are all signs of stomach bloat. One of the biggest signs is actually a distended stomach. So if you actually feel your dog's stomach, it feels really hard and really distended. However, I'm going to warn you, you can't always palpate the stomach on your dog. In fact, even if you brought your dog with a stomach bloat into me, not all dogs have a big distended stomach. And the reason why is because really deep chested breeds like standard poodles or Great Danes, their stomach is actually hidden underneath their rib cage. So just be aware if you notice that the ribs look more sprung or spread out, that can be a sign of bloat too. Acute collapse or sadly even sudden death are all signs of stomach bloat. So again, if you notice any of those signs with non-productive retching and agitation being the two biggest I warn pet owners about, get to that vet right away. Now as a veterinarian, what am I going to see on physical exam when you bring in your dog and he comes in with a bloat? Most of the time, they're really shocky. They have a really low blood pressure, their heart rate's really elevated, they're breathing really hard. Sometimes I'll feel that their stomach's really distended. And oftentimes, their spleen is gonna feel really big. And that's because the spleen is attached to the stomach. And so when the stomach twists, the spleen sometimes will twist also. And that basically makes blood engorge in the spleen. Unfortunately, some dogs will come in really, really lethargic or even comatose. So. How are we going to diagnose a stomach bloat? We're going to base it on the signs that you describe. We're going to base it on our physical exam findings. But the best way to diagnose it is by doing a lateral radiograph. And that's when we put your dog on the right side. So they're lying down on the right side. And we're going to look for the appearance of gas in the stomach. A couple other things that we might do include blood work to make sure that your dog's kidney and liver function is normal, that they're not really, really dehydrated. Oftentimes, I'll do chest x-rays too. And the main reason why is we know it's older dogs that oftentimes get stomach bloat. And we just want to make sure there's no pneumonia or even cancer spread in the lungs. Really important to know that your dog needs life-saving treatment right away when it comes in for a GDV. We're going to take a short break so we can hear from our sponsors. And then we'll talk about treatment, including surgery, for our dogs with stomach bloat. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Liquor Chops, get the third bottle free. 
New improved Lycochops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Lycochops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We've been talking about gastric dilatation volvulus, or what we call GDV in veterinary medicine. And this is more commonly known by pet owners as stomach bloat. As we mentioned before, this is a life-threatening emergency where you need to get to your veterinarian or emergency veterinarian immediately because your dog can unfortunately die from GDV if it's not treated. Now, treatment goals for a dog that comes in with bloat are going to include really aggressive fluids. We want to put an IV catheter in right away so we can bolus IV fluids. And the main reason why is because a lot of dogs will come in really shocky from not being able to get enough blood to their body. So a lot of these dogs will need aggressive IV fluids. The second thing they're going to need is what we call gastric decompression. And that's basically where we're going to decrease the size of the stomach by alleviating and taking out some of the gas in the stomach. There's two main ways that we do this. One way is called trocarization. It sounds like a fancy word, but it's basically when we're going to take a catheter and stick it directly into the stomach through the side of the body wall to get that gas out. Now, we have to do this sterilely, so we have to do it really carefully because we don't want to lacerate anything, but this will help immediately in terms of getting the gas out and making your dog feel better. The second way that we can gastric decompress is by sedating your dog lightly to pass a tube down their mouth, into their esophagus, into their stomach, to try to get that stomach content and gas out. Now, this one requires more intensive work because your dog has to be sedated. It's a little bit technically challenging because the stomach's twisted, and it does have some potential risks of the tube causing trauma, but this is also a technique that we can use to get some of the gas out of the stomach. Most importantly, your dog needs life-saving surgery as soon as he's stable. And if your veterinarian can't do it in the middle of the night, you have to get it done as soon as possible at an emergency vet. And the reason why is because when the stomach is twisted, it can actually necrose or rot the lining of the stomach, which can be a life-threatening emergency. So we always want to stabilize them first. We want to treat them with IV fluids. We want to give them pain medication. We want to decompress the stomach and get that gas out of the stomach to shrink that stomach size. Then the next step is going to be surgery. What exactly are we doing at surgery? Well, first of all, we have to untwist your dog's stomach and reposition it. The next most important thing is we want to do something called a gastropexy. And that literally means that we're, quote, stapling or stitching the body wall to the stomach so this will hopefully never happen again. And this prevents the stomach from twisting ever again. We're also gonna do a full abdominal exploratory, which means we're gonna look at the stomach, the spleen, the rest of the intestines. We wanna make sure nothing else serious is going on. 
This is also important because remember how I mentioned the stomachs attached to the spleen? Well, sometimes when it twists, it can actually rip those vessels that attach the stomach to the spleen. And this can actually cause internal bleeding. So we want to make sure that your dog is stable first, goes to surgery to untwist the stomach, and then basically gets a gastropexy to make sure that that stomach doesn't move again. Most of the time, dogs recover from surgery pretty well, but there are a couple of life-threatening complications that we can see. Unfortunately, whenever the spleen ends up getting twisted, or what I say, pissed off, it can actually cause really bad arrhythmias, and that's an abnormal heart rhythm within the heart. So a lot of times, we'll have dogs on continuous heart monitors so we can make sure that they're not having any of these arrhythmias. The good thing is, if we do see these arrhythmias, we can oftentimes treat this with an anti-arrhythmia medication called lidocaine. Now, after your dog recovers from surgery, most of the time they're hospitalized for at least 12 to 48 hours. And that's going to depend on how fast your dog recovers, how old your dog is, and if there's any complications. We typically will treat these dogs with IV fluids, continued pain medication, anti-vomiting medication so they don't vomit and inhale it into their lungs. We'll start nutritional support, so we'll start feeding them water and then a bland diet. We want to make sure to treat them with anti-nausea medication. And again, we might need to do some blood work to make sure that their blood work is improving after surgery. Thankfully, the prognosis for stomach bloat or GDV is actually pretty good. It's about 80% survival. Now, there's a lot of veterinary studies out there, at least 20 studies out there that are published in the veterinary literature, and they report a range of mortality from 10 to 28%. What we found is that the prognosis is always better the sooner that you recognize the signs of it and the sooner you get to a veterinarian for life-saving care. Unfortunately, in a lot of the studies that have been done, your dog is less likely to survive with certain conditions. One, if they have really severe coma or they're really collapsed when they come in. In other words, you found the clinical signs pretty late. If they have really low blood pressure, if they have a lot of arrhythmias, if your dog ends up needing to have their spleen removed or part of their stomach resected because of severe injury or if they have necrosis to their stomach. So again, the sooner you recognize it, the sooner you want to get to a vet. This is a really important part of being a pet advocate for your dog. If you have one of the high-risk breeds, again, standard poodles and Great Danes, German Shepherds are probably the three most common breeds I see with stomach bloat, you always want to watch your dog really carefully. In fact, if you ever notice those signs of non-productive retching, agitation, waking you up in the middle of the night, get to that emergency vet right away. You can always give us a call or call your emergency vet for advice too. Remember, if your dog has stomach bloat, it does require aggressive treatment and surgery, but the sooner we can treat them, the sooner we can stabilize them so they can go to surgery, the better the outcome. Now, I also want you to talk to your veterinarian, especially if you have a female Great Dane or a female Standard Poodle, because sometimes we'll actually do a preventative surgery when we spay them. And that's something called a gastropexy. Now, we don't do this in male dogs, unfortunately, because when we neuter them, we're not actually going into the abdomen. But if you have one of the high-risk breeds, like a standard poodle or a Great Dane, if we ever go into the abdomen for a spay or maybe another surgery to remove a foreign body, you can always request 
that your veterinarian do a gastropexy. And that's literally when we staple or stitch the stomach wall to the body wall so it doesn't twist. There are veterinarians who can do this, but sometimes your veterinarian may actually refer you to a board-certified veterinary specialist to have this done at the same time as the spay. The good thing about doing this is it decreases the likelihood that your dog's ever going to develop stomach bloat. Most importantly, be aware of the signs to look for, especially if you have a large breed dog with that deep chest, and know that it is surgically fixable. Now, if you watch the movie Marley and Me, they actually medically manage GDV or stomach bloat, and honestly, that's not a good option. This is a surgical emergency and does need surgery to make sure that it fixes a primary problem, that we untwist the stomach, that we can staple or stitch the stomach to the body wall so it doesn't happen again. And remember, the prognosis is good. It's 80% plus that will survive this surgery. So even though it's a scary emergency, even though it can be an expensive emergency, most dogs survive this. So just be aware and make sure you know what signs to look for. When in doubt, call your veterinarian or your emergency veterinarian and seek veterinary attention immediately if you ever have any concerns. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at drjustinelee, or email me any of your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we'd like to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.